Gather round, Rainbow Readers. We are here to share with you new books that are being released in the second half of May. And boy, oh boy, are there a lot of books coming out in the second half of May. We have noticed in April and May a strong uptick of releases. Yeah, it's a lot of books. And we have a very, very wide variety today. Well, we all know that I need more books on my TBR pile, so go ahead and tell us about them, Suze. All right, so for May 16th, this is one of my most anticipated releases. This is The Celebrants by Stephen Rowley. Oh, you love him. I do. He wrote The Gunkle, which was on my top 10 last year, and I loved that book so damn much. It was so good. And this one also sounds amazing. It's a decades-old pact, offers a group of college friends the chance to throw each other living funerals in the next poignant and humorous novel by the best-selling author of The Gunkle. Wow. A deeply honest tribute to selfhood and the people who keep us going. The Celebrants, coupled with Stephen Rowley's signature humor and heart, is a moving tale about the false invincibility of youth and all the beautiful ways in which friendship can transcend our deepest losses. That's for me, man. That sounds like a whole lot. You're going to love that. If there is anything about friendship, I love it. She's going to be like, the fourth page, I started crying. (laughs) Yes. And then I cried all the way through. I cried a lot during the gunkle. I know Like a lot, a lot. That one was, it was so deep and good. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. And then next, we have... Paper Planes by Jenny Wood. Yay, finally! Yes, we reviewed Paper Planes back in our graphic novel episode for for the full review. And Jenny Wood reached out on Instagram and thanked us for our review and everything. So I'm so happy this is finally being released. Yeah, that one is coming out on the 16th, and I'll just give you a brief little... Little synopsis. After a life-altering incident, Dylan and Layton are sent to summer camp for troubled youth. Can they save their friendship and protect their future while trying to survive camp? It was really cute. Graphic novel. Awesome. Next, we have Dykette by Jenny Fran Davis. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) An addictive, absurd, and darkly hilarious debut novel about a young woman who embarks on a 10-day getaway with her partner, and two other queer couples. Unfolding over 10 heady days, Dykette is an unforgettable love story at the crossroads of queer nonconformity and seductive normativity. That is a whole lot of words. Man. With a propulsive plotting and sexy, wickedly entertaining prose, Jenny Fran Davis captures the vagaries of desire and the many devastating places in which we seek recognition. That one sounds deep. Holy crap. And that was a lot of words to say. (laughs) That was a lot of words to say. (laughs) Next, we have Fake Dates and Mooncakes by Cher Lee. Don't get me started on mooncakes. Uh-oh. Speaking of uh, graphic novels. No, this isn't a graphic novel. All right. That was that other graphic novel. I did like that. I keep talking shit about that book. I did like that book a whole lot. It just didn't have enough mooncakes in it for you. There wasn't enough food description or pictures of food for me. Yeah. Fake Dates and Mooncakes is Heartstopper meets Crazy Rich Asians in this heartfelt, joyful paperback original rom-com that follows an aspiring chef who discovers the recipe for love is more complicated than it seems when he starts fake dating a handsome new customer. 
Well, I do like things about chefs. I like things about fake dates, and I also like things about chefs. You do like that. Next up, for May 23rd, we have The Language and Love of Loss by Bart Yates. Bittersweet, hilarious, and moving, unapologetically candid, and unforgettable as Noah himself. The Language of Love and Loss is a story about growing older, getting lost, and finding your way back to the only truths that really matter. That sounds right up my alley. That sounds, yeah, important. It does sound important. And if it says bittersweet, that means I'm going to cry my face off. Yep. By the second chapter, you're going to be talking about, oh, this is, I just am crying. I will be saying that. (laughs) The next one we have is The Battle Drum by Sarah L. Arifi. I hope I pronounced that right. Murder, Secret, Sacrifice. Three women seek the truth of the empire's past, and the truth they find has power to ignite a war. This is a sequel to The Final Strife, the continuator of a visionary fantasy trilogy inspired by Africa and Arabia. Oh, wow. I have heard of The Final Strife. It has a really cool-looking cover. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. You do. I think that one sounds up your alley. The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor. The author of the Booker Prize finalist Real Life and best-selling Filthy Animals oh. returns with a deeply involving new novel of young men and women at a crossroads, a novel of intimacy and precarity. It is, oh no, uh, a friendship and tro- chosen family. The Late Americans is Brandon Taylor's richest and most involving work of fiction to date. I mean, chosen family, that's the magic word for me. Yeah, you'll you'll love that. I will love that. Next, we're moving quickly along on to um, May 25th. We have Perilous Times by Thomas D. Lee. An immortal knight of the round table faces his greatest challenge yet. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you love that. I love a knight of the round table, uh, any type of um, retelling of that. It's saving the politically polarized, rapidly warming world from itself in this slyly funny contemporary take on an Arthurian legend. A brilliant collision of ancient mysticism with modern madness. Nice. That was a quote from Robert Jackson Bennett. Not, I didn't say that. Well, I'm getting that straight off of Goodreads. You're getting that straight off of Goodreads because, just to clarify, again, we haven't read any no, of these because, books well, yet. They haven't been released yet. No, the only one we have is Paper Planes. Oh, that's right. We d- actually did read Paper Planes. Yep, for yeah. the very first time. I'm so excited that we had had read that ahead of time. All right, we still we, we're still trucking. Okay, I, I'm I'm staying focused. Yeah. So now we got May thirtieth. An island princess starts a scandal by Woo. Adriana Herrera. This is the second book in the Lost Leonis series, which is a sapphic historical romance series, which started with a Caribbean heiress in Paris, according to the author. If you like. If you love a historical with pretty dresses, a nice jaunt to the opera, but also lots of drama, steam, and hella gay, this one is for hella. you. Hella! I actually read, um, remember that... I was just going to ask how I know this author's name, because that did ring a bell for me. Remember One Night with Santa, I think? Oh, was that her? I think, ah. I think that is. <laughs> That's and also, your girl. We also, she had one, she was one of the ones in that am, that Christmas anthology that I wrote called Amore, actually. Okay, which cool. Which we reviewed at our Christmas episode. Yeah, okay, cool. 
Okay, this one is all this one is actually probably the one I'm most excited for. Cherished by Tracy Wolf. It's the fifth and final novel in the Crave series, which I've never mentioned this series yet, but I am in love with this series. It is a supernatural high school, but it's got I mean, it's just the supernatural book of my dreams. It has vampires, witches, dragons, gargoyles, every kind of, like, supernatural creature you can imagine. Oh, our listeners should get on that because they like that kind of thing. So the first book, it starts with Crave. You have to squint to see the representation. Okay. But in every subsequent book, it piles on and gets more and more... And more. Okay, I respect that. It is very, very good, and they have twists that you will never see coming. Actually, the first fucking book is like a gut punch at the end, and I'm like, what the fuck just actually happened here? Hmm. So this is the fifth and final book of that series. I said it only just the very first book only has a little bit, but it's it's one of my favorite series of all time. I love it so so much. The and the world building is epic it's so so good there's every kind of supernatural creature in it so cherished by tracy wolf nice i'm gonna have to check that out too that's an undertaking though you got to read five more ahead of that and and they're all like 700 pages long okay yeah but i will say this i i'm only on so book four i haven't started book four yet but book i don't want to give too much away but book four kind of goes back a little bit in time Mm mm-hmm so I haven't kind of wanted to read that because I really fucking want to read Cherish, but I'm not sure if I can read it out of order like that. Oh, yeah, you can't. Um, no, you definitely can't. So, But 700 pages is a lot. Well, it's gotta, like six, 700 pages, man. You got to get on it. I got to get on it. All right, next we have Girls Like Girls by Haley Kiyoko. Nice. Trailblazing pop star, actor, and director Haley Kiyoko debuts her first novel, a coming-of-age romance based on her breakthrough hit, song and viral video girls like girls go ahead Haley. um it's about embracing your truth and realizing we're all worthy of being loved back i don't i don't know this song okay neither do i i was not gonna admit that until you said it when i wrote this script little script here i was like i don't know this yeah but it's okay that's fine a lot of our listeners i'm sure do know this song and if you like that song you should go read the book called girls like girls and i may read the book even though i don't know the song so because how about you that? like girls i like girls and girls like girls and yeah i like all of that you should do it all right next we have cicadas sing of summer graves by quinn connor At turns haunting and breathtaking cicadas sing of summer graves explores legacies of love family and the ghostly imprint grief leaves as three women face the past to bring to light an old southern town lost beneath the surface that sounds up my i like anything where you have groups of women doing some doing some stuff yeah women doing stuff like fucking it up tearing it down tearing it down whatever burning it yes it is all right next we have this one we're gonna do this one i think Remain Silent by Robin Geigel, and I literally looked that up so that I could make oh, I, sure that I had <laughs> the the pronunciation of that right. It's attorney and LGBTQIA plus activist Robin Geigel breaks the mold with her thrillingly complex and gra- groundbreaking legal thrillers featuring rip from the headlines plots and a singular protagonist who, like the author herself, is a transgender lawyer. 
fans of J.A. Jance, Scott Tarot, Lisa Unger, and Renee James will devour this edgy page turner as a Jersey Shore murder puts Aaron McCabe's own freedom in the crosshairs. This sounds like it's a series. Robin, I'm there. We can't read, though, in the middle of a series. You'll oh. actually explode. Are you for real that this is a s- it is a series. Oh, okay. We'll start. Well, I mean, we're going to have to start it then. Okay. This is the one I was talking about earlier that I think we should read. That Summer Feeling by Bridget Morsey. Turns out you're never too old for a summer camp romance or a change of heart. You are telling me. <laughs> when a divorced woman attends a sleepaway camp for adults only, she reconnects with a man from her past only to catch feelings for his sister instead. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that happens. Tell me where that camp is. I would like to go there. Me too. I just need a break. And a summer romance. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> I have plenty of romance right here. Actually, I would like to just take a break from everything. Well. And and maybe do a little hiking through the woods or something. I don't think you're embracing the spirit of this book like I am. I am. I mean, I think it sounds awesome and we'll do a summer episode but we're not going to call it beach reads that's what we're not going to fucking do no because y'all don't like beach reads (laughs) y'all said that loud and clear in your (laughs) listening numbers yeah so next week we're almost done friends thank you for bearing if you've listened this far fucking thumbs up for you and if you've listened this far i have a treat for you because i'm doing a mini-sode uh review at the end of this episode yes so please stay tuned stay tuned so chef's choice by tj alexander another fake dating romance Fake dating arrangement turns to real love in this deliciously delightful queer rom-com from the author of Chef's Kiss. I've had Chef's Kiss on my fucking TBR forever and I haven't gotten to it, but like you, I love anything set around food and restaurants. I hope they talk about the food as much or even almost as much as the romance. Somebody needs to write a book for us where it's just a bunch of food I've demonstrated my commitment to this. Yeah. Someone put, the the author that wrote the London Seance Society put a recipe at the end of the book. You, I made those you cookies. You did make those cookies. Funeral biscuits. Mm-hmm. Victorian funeral biscuits. Yes. See the Instagram for a, a picture. Yes. All right, we have three more. I'm ready. Alchemy of Moonlight by David Ferrero. In this queer gothic romance, a young yes. marquee caught between freedom and passion, honor and love, will have to unravel a centuries-old curse to find his own happy end. Now, give me a curse. I love a curse breaking. I love a curse. I mean, I don't want to have a curse, but I like to read about it. Definitely. I'm intrigued by this cover, I just have to say. You know? That's a great cover. That's a really nice cover of that of that alchemy of moonlight. That sounds really fucking awesome too. And you like gothic things. Yeah, I have to say there are some there's some handsome men on that cover and I don't even like men. All right, the Good last two we have are nonfiction, which we hardly ever mention. So here we go. Okay. We have Lesbian Love Story by Emilio Amelia Posana po, Posanza. Sorry, my bad. Lesbian Love Story is an intimate journey into the archives, uncovering the romances and role models written out of history and what their stories can teach us all about love. We rarely, if ever, review nonfiction books, but this one sounds so good. When the author moved to Brooklyn to build a life of her own, she found herself surrounded by queer stories. She read them on landmark placards, 
overheard them on the pool deck when she joined the world's largest LGBTQ swim team. Wow. And even watched them on TV in her cockroach-infested apartment. Yickety But these stories rarely featured lesbians who could become role models in romance as in life. This is the story of her journey into the archives to recover the stories of lesbians in the 20th century, who they were, how they loved, why their stories were destroyed, and where their memories echo and live on. Yes, tell the stories. Yes, around, centered around seven love stories for the ages, Posanza's Hunt takes readers from a drag king show in Bushwick to the home of activists in Harlem, then takes then across the ocean to Hadrian's Library, where she searches for traces of Sappho in the ruins. I want this sounds so fucking good. Along the way, she discovers her own love for swimming, for community, for New York City, and adds her own record to the archive. At the heart of this riveting inventive history, Posanza asks, how could lesbian love help us reimagine care and community? What would our world look like if we replaced its foundation of misogyny with something new and with something new and distinctly lesbian? Tell it. I want to cry just from reading this little book. She's tearing up over here. I, the, uh, I, this sounds so good. I can't wait for this. Yeah, I want to read that. We definitely need to do a nonfiction episode. I think so, too. Because we've never done one before, I don't think. No, I think it's important. It is. I, I do read a lot of nonfiction, but the kind of nonfiction I either read is like history or about murdering and killing. Yeah, and something like this. This this could teach us some stuff. It does sound very important. Sounds like this author knows what's up. And then the last one, I'm just going to say straight up, this is not for us. This book was not written for us. However, we have all kinds of listeners from all kinds of different um, sexualities, across the spectrum and we here are full service podcast and we want to talk about all the books that you might enjoy absolutely so this is called the male gazed by manuel betancourt it features a deep dive into thirst traps drag queens antonio banderas and telenovelas all in the service of helping us reframe how we talk about desiring men. Wow. This insightful memoir in essays is as much a coming of age as a coming out book. The male gaze mingles personal anecdotes with cultural criticism to offer an exploration of intimacy, homoeroticism, and the danger of internalizing too many toxic ideas about masculinity as a gay man. Obviously, that's not for us. Even though the topic does sound interesting because it does sound like it's trying to dismantle a lot of toxic thinking. That and I love that. I love that, too. I think that's it. I think we did it all. I appreciate the work <laughs> that you've put into this. Thank she you She has, so like, much. three or four pages of this right here. I do. And I've already gone through, and, like, June is setting up and looking like it's going to be pretty awesome, too. So we're just chugging right along with all the great gay books that are coming out i'm super excited there are several on that list that i want to read i think i don't know we're, we're gonna have a hard time planning the rest of the year there's so many that are tempting i know we've planned through may 
And so then we're actually we have the first week of June planned. So then we're we're wide open. But there's a lot of good books on that one. There really, really are. So do you have a review for us? I do. And speaking of good books, we appreciate all of you independent authors that are reaching out to us, sending us copies of your books. We are steadily getting through these books. And uh, the one I'm going to talk about today is this is a book. It's a memoir. Speaking of, you know, something that's nonfiction, yes. not what um, we typically highlight on the podcast and not what I typically read, quite honestly. That's true. You do not like nonfiction books. Typically, I don't read nonfiction just because, you know, it's not my preference. Yeah. It's not my preference. We all have preferences. However... I can't recommend this book enough. That's awesome. I absolutely enjoyed reading this book from start to finish. It's called Becoming Shameless, a memoir, and the author is named Eden Simcha. Okay. And the description, and I, I'm not going to say too much just because I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. But Becoming Shameless is one woman's story of making self love from scratch. I love the way that's worded. Yeah. The author talks about um, a childhood that was difficult body image issues, um, tells her story in a way that is just so beautiful and so heartfelt. And you really, she grabs you at the beginning and you're just, you're along for the journey. It's a pretty short book. Yeah. But it's, when we talk about self-growth and, um, you know, just exploring emotion and the story of, like, like this says... Making self-love from scratch. It's unflinchingly raw and fiercely hopeful. That's another great description. I like fiercely hopeful things it because really, I really am is. a fiercely hopeful person. Yes, yes. So that sounds really, really good. Describes her experience of breaking free from a narcissistic mother to become her own person um, and coming out and finding love and you know redefining beauty for herself and cultivating joy. But I want to thank Eden for sharing this book with me and also for sharing this book with the world you know writing a story like this i'm sure was um was very emotional and i'm sure it's very brave to like put your whole self out there in a such a like way raw way yeah where you're just letting it all kind of hang out i rated this book five stars great and that is not that's very a rating that typically comes from me so that's awesome um Go out and read. Do yourself a favor and go out and read this book. Even if you don't necessarily think that you like memoirs, you might like this one. And stick around because we are going to have a nonfiction episode. We just decided it today. And maybe we'll have another memoir that will be great. You heard it here first. There you go. Thank you, Eden, for convincing me that maybe I'll read another memoir. Yeah, definitely. To find out more about Eden, she's on Instagram writing. Should I spell that for him? W R I T I N G dot Eden E D E N. I think our listeners can figure that out. I think they can too. I think they're pretty I think smart. They can too. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week when we talk about uh, retellings. Retellings, yeah. We're super excited about that episode. Can't wait for it, and you're gonna love it too. Yes. See you guys. Take care.